with that. But I have one word, and uh, hopefully this will be a blessing to not just the mothers, but the women and even the men today. Amen? But I want you to open your Bibles to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. And if you stand for the reading of God's word, amen. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. One, I'll do the eight part to the verse. And it simply says, for we are his workmanship. Amen. I want to talk about this morning. Confident in who God made you to be. A woman who compromises versus a woman of confidence. For we are his workmanship. Amen. We live in a culture that's obsessed with the external. Next time you approach a checkout counter at the grocery store. I want you to note the titles on the magazines. Go a step further, just scan the articles in various publications. And for example, you'll find a few that says, um, get an amazing body. Uh, better skin. Sexy cuts and style. Every teen magazine for young girls focuses on their physical appearances. I took a scan on the internet. These were the titles. 795 ways to look amazing. 419 ways to look pretty. 470 ways to be sexy. There's no question that we're living in a culture obsessed with how a woman looks. The word sexy has almost become synonymous with beautiful and attractive. Practically, it's describing a woman's appearance. You look at television commercials, you look at automobiles, sex appeal sells. A sensuous woman can sell anything. Oh, Lord, you say, is it Mother's Day? What day is it, Pastor? The question is, how do you keep going in a world, ladies, that only defines you by your body? The way you look, the pressure to compare yourself on social media, and the list goes on. Question I have for you is where do you find your confidence? Where do you get your confidence from? Many of us have a very low view of ourselves. And if you're going to become a woman of confidence, it's important that you understand that you were created for something greater. Amen. That God stepped out of nothing 
and came into time. And he created you the way he did. And you got to get good (laughs) with what he's created. I believe that the first step in realizing this purpose or your purpose is to develop the type of confidence in God that no matter what things look like externally, you will not be shaken, you will not be shattered, you will not be sad because you've developed your trust, your love, and your confidence in Him. Paul writes to this Ephesians church in Ephesus. He writes to them because he gives them a reminder of what they used to be. You got to remember this. You can't keep looking back at what you used to be. Watch this and keep living there. You have to realize that no matter what has happened to you. That God, if you've given your life to Christ, has made you alive. You are now no longer a dead person walking. You are alive. Now, how you define yourself and how you come into your purpose is important. If you look at verse 1 of chapter 2, look what he says. He says, and you were, (laughs) just leave it right there. And you were what? Imagine that. Imagine that you and I both were dead. We were dead people walking. We were living among the living, but we were dead. What were we dead to? We were dead in our what? trespasses and sin see what sin does it dresses up the dead what sin does it makes the dead look sexy I wish I had somebody you with me you see because the only thing that a person a dead person can really do is not focus on the inside but watch this they can't focus on the inside the only thing they can focus on is what they look like on the outside and what the world is good at the world is good at selling dead items he says here if you look at verse 2 he says in which you formerly what? walked Now he's talking past tense. According to the course of what? Now now you know what the word course means? It means makeup. Makeup. Not the path, but the makeup of the world. In other words, you have to do a whole lot to keep yourself feeling good about yourself. Because you're following the wrong pattern. And whenever you have to follow the wrong pattern, that means you don't come unannounced now. <laughs> First of all, let me put this thing on. Let me adjust a few things and let, let me get myself together. You can't just come unannounced. Do I have a witness? 
You see, but when you know that beauty starts on the inside, come on, help me somebody. And see, here's the thing. If you're going to become a woman of confidence, I only got two things to say about the woman of compromise. And I'll show you here in a minute. But he says, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air of the spirit that is now working in the what? Sons of disobedience. Paul says in verse three, among them, we see it. So whenever you start looking at other people after you come out of that stuff, be careful because he says, we too. All what formerly lived in the what lust of our flesh, indulging in the desires of our flesh and of the mind and were by nature. Do you not know that when God saves you, he changes your nature? He changes you at the core. So here's the thing. I found out that there are a lot of Christians who don't know their identity. Why don't they know their identity is because they don't understand their new nature. Here's, here's what it means to have a new nature. You don't talk the way you used to talk. You don't go the places you used to go. As a matter of fact, your nature is so new, you don't want nothing to do with that. And so, and so the question now is, what, 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 what does this all mean? Verse 10, he says, for you are his workmanship. Now, the word workmanship means just that. You are God's design. And so I told you, I only got two things to say about the woman who compromises. First thing is, a woman of compromise is never satisfied or stable. So she's always looking, never understanding that she is God's workmanship. She's not satisfied. It's never enough. Once she reaches one point in life, she feels like she has to go get more. I wish I had somebody. Always searching, but never finding. Always trying, but never achieving. Even if she has come to a place where she has achieved great things, she's never satisfied. There's no stability in her walk in life. Are you following me? Ouch, amen, or thank you. Whichever one you want to say. He says, for we are his workmanship. So a woman of confidence now, a woman of confidence, number two, a woman of confidence, we are his workmanship, understands herself when she comes to Christ. She's been made alive. She has a new nature. She realizes, man, I've been living my whole life trying to please, oh, I wish I had somebody, trying to please everybody, trying to be something for somebody. But when a woman of confidence comes to God, comes to Jesus, comes to Christ, she understands herself. She knows her limitations. She knows her actual purpose because she is, in essence, God's masterpiece. 
God's prized possession. Watch this. She has a value, so she ain't going to let nobody just come at her like that. You understand what I'm saying? When a woman is confident in who she is in Christ, guess what? Guess what? You can't come at her just any kind of way. You could come dangling whatever you want. You could come telling her you're going to do this. You're going to do that. She's not moved by your flattery. Come on, help me somebody. Help me somebody. Help help me somebody. Listen, and here's the other thing about her. She doesn't settle for just anything. She has a standard that she lives by because she knows I am my father's masterpiece. Hey, you know how long it took Michelangelo to, to make the masterpiece of David? Two years, seven years, I believe. He chiseled away. Come on, somebody. And he chisels, chiseled away. And he chiseled, and every day he took a block. That note that everybody gave up on and he kept chipping away. And before you know it, he had a what? A masterpiece. Can I help you with something, woman of confidence? I want to help you with something. You will understand yourself when you come to Christ. Stop trying to find it in a man. Stop trying to find it in a career. Stop trying to find it. In whatever you're trying to find it in, find it in Christ. Because you are. Come on, help me, y'all. She doesn't have an identity issue. She knows that Christ is in her and she is in Christ. She knows that, watch this, I have a new nature. I may not be mature, but guess what? I know who I am. Woman of confidence. But here's the next thing. It says, the next thing, the third thing I want to give you. Now, let me give you the second thing about the woman of compromise. Put it up there. A woman of compromise will not concentrate on her, what? Her spiritual life. That means nothing to her. Because she's so focused on the natural And she's trying to build her self-esteem apart from Christ. Because she has no connection. See, a woman of compromise. What's this spirit? I don't want to hear nothing about no church. I don't want to hear about no spiritual stuff. For what? What does that do? How does that help me? I'm trying to climb the corporate ladder. I'm trying to reinvent myself. I'm trying to be the best me version. I don't understand that. The best me version. How many versions you got? That's called bipolar. You got one version for every week, every day of the week. (laughs) Monday, you're version (laughs) 3.0. By Friday, you're on 100. Can I get a witness? You got to decide what type of woman you're going to be. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. When you're not connected to Christ, you got a problem. Problem is you'll always be searching, but you'll never find why God created you. I'm almost done. Watch this, watch this. He says in the text, for we are his workmanship, what? Created. 
in who? For what? For good works. So let's get back to the woman of confidence. Third, next thing is, woman of, fourth thing, the woman of confidence commits to Christ. Write that down. I don't know where my, where my, where my, where my team is, but a woman of what? Confidence commits. That's the next point. The woman of confidence, she commits to Christ because she knows that she was created to do good things. Watch this. To do good, watch this, to her community, to her family, come on somebody, to her church, come on. She knows that her mission and what God saved her out of the mess, don't you judge, no, don't you live in no glass house and throw no stones because in Jesus' lineage, he's got a prostitute. He, he, he's got a killer. Come on, somebody. He, he has an adulterer in his lineage. So watch this. It's not about how good you are. It's what God has done in you. Don't you allow anybody to define you by your past. Your past is gone. But a woman of confidence, she commits to Christ because she knows why she was created. Isn't that something? Isn't that what everybody here is trying to figure out? Why am I? Why? Why was I created? You'll find your confidence in Christ when you commit to Him. You find your confidence when you commit to serving, commit to living, commit to worshiping, commit to praying, commit to praising. Come on and help me, somebody. And when you commit the commitment to Christ you don't need anything else because you'll find what you're looking for that this satisfaction that you may feel inside and this can go for man or woman are you with me look what he says he says he was created in Christ work when she created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared Hold on a minute. Wait a minute. I am his workmanship. Created to do good. You were created to do good. I'm going to say one more time. You were created to do good. Matter of fact, you can do good. But we can't do good apart from God. And let me say this. And whenever you stand up to do something for God, the reason you'll have confidence is because you're his workmanship. So you don't have to be afraid to pray in public. You don't have to be afraid to pray. You don't have to be afraid to do missionary work. You don't have to be afraid to talk on God. Because you were created for good works. Which were created beforehand. So what's the next point? The next point is this. A woman of confidence knows her purpose in Christ. She knows what? His name. If God beforehand plans your life out, what is your responsibility? To discover what it is. To discover the purpose. Pastor, how do I discover the purpose? You got to stay in him. 
Some of you get close and then you quit. Come on, help me now. Because you stop, you start losing confidence. If you can't wake up in the morning, look yourself in the mirror and be good. Come on, somebody. Then you're going to be looking for something else. God says that I prepared this beforehand. Let me ask you a question. Are you living in that purpose? Are you walking in that purpose? Or are you even trying to discover the purpose? And can I say this to you also? When you put a pause on your relationship with God, you're putting a pause on your purpose. So therefore, that's why we go back to the clubs and we go back to, to, to high society life and we try to go this play and do this and do that because we're trying to find a purpose that has nothing to do with your real purpose. So that's why you're not happy. So we consume ourselves with things. And we try to do this and we try to do that. And we try to do this in the third. But a woman of confidence, she knows her purpose in Christ. A woman of confidence commits to Christ. A woman of confidence, the next thing is, he says the work that was prepared beforehand watch this so that we would what walk it out god wants you to walk it out ladies i can tell when a woman has found her purpose in christ boy I can tell when a woman's confidence is not coming from the world but it's coming from the word a woman of confidence confidence the next thing she will never compromise her character I don't care how good he look I don't care what he brings to the table a woman of confidence will say listen bro if you ain't going where I'm going then we ain't going I wish I would have got a few amens right there I would say right now, a woman of confidence will never compromise. So therefore, she will never be a woman of compromise. And here's the thing. She won't compromise her character development for a few hours of pleasure. She will not deter her destiny because the flesh keeps calling her. She understands that she's walking it out and living it out because God has prepared it. Lord, this is your prayer. Show me my purpose. Lord, what you prepared beforehand, make plain to me. Because right now the plan does not look too good. Right now the plan is very unclear to me. But I'm asking you right now before I compromise, before I lose myself, help me to see what you have prepared for me. Tell your neighbor, ask God to show it to you. Show me, Lord. Show me, Lord. Show me, Lord. Show me, Lord. Your word says you prepared something beforehand so that I may hey walk in it 
The word for walk is the word peripeto. That word simply means your conduct and your behavior. So in other words, your actions will start showing that you understand why you are alive. Oh, I'm so grateful today that I realize that God wants me to work on my character. My character is of most importance to my confidence. People who lie don't have confidence because they got to figure out what they've said before to try to remember so that they won't get caught up in a lie. But when you're living a lie, you won't live in confidence. But when you're living in confidence in Christ, guess what? You don't have to worry about your what you said last week or what you said the week before. Why? Because your yes is yes. Your no is no. And when you're walking in your purpose, it gives you the confidence to trust God and nobody else. Can I tell you something? If you spend all your time today thinking about your failures or the successes of yesterday, then you will ruin your tomorrow. When today looks too long at yesterday, you know what we're doing? We're borrowing from tomorrow's time. Yesterday is like a rearview mirror. When you get in your car and you want to go somewhere in the car, you don't use the rearview mirror. The rearview mirror only shows you what's behind you. But you need to understand something that God has put before you a big window for you to move forward. You can't keep looking backwards. You don't move forward by focusing on the rearview mirror. You focus on the windshield that's before you. If you live in the rearview mirror, you will hurt somebody. But in front of the rearview mirror is something much bigger, a piece of glass called the windshield. The windshield shows you where you're going. So watch this. It's a bigger picture. Don't let your yesterday mess up your today. Watch this. Which will ruin your tomorrow. While you're driving forward in your Christian life, every now and then you ought to look in your rearview mirror, take a peek in the what's behind you, so that you can so that you can understand that the God who brought you from back then has a bigger picture ahead of you. He has a purpose, he has a plan, and watch this just don't stare too long in the rearview mirror. Give God a hand clap of praise. A woman who compromises versus a woman of confidence.